Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Born in Toronto? I was. Yeah. Yes. Were your parents born there as well? Uh, my father was born in Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah. And my mother was born in Toronto. Well, yes. Did they meet in Toronto or? Uh, yeah. Actually, my mom did makeup. Oh. And my dad was some businessman and like walked into the Eaton Center. Yeah. And like saw her. And oh my God. I guess he just like kind of went in every, every once in a while. Yeah, he asked her like questions about things he didn't really care about. He just, really <laughs> just to wanted know her. her attention. Yeah. Um, oh. And then they had me like a year later. So wow. They moved very quickly and they've been together for like 24 years yeah, now. That's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so what does he do? Um, my dad did computers. He worked for Hallmark as well. At the time, he actually worked for Hallmark. He was like one of the big managers for oh, Hallmark. Oh, wow. Um, but now he. He works in computers. Like, yeah. I don't really know exactly what he does. <laughs> so he's always like that business computer. Yeah, type. that's why I got so good at computers. Oh. I was on one when I was like two years old. Because oh, wow. my dad's like insane techie. Did so. he teach you a lot? Like yeah. coding? Wow. Yeah, just, yeah, like coding and like I remember when people couldn't type back in when we were, yeah. when I was young, like I was like typing so fucking fast. <laughs> now everyone types. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was just around a computer since I like could. So, yeah. And then, like, so your mom always did makeup, or? Um, yeah, she just worked in makeup, and then when she had me, she just, like, stayed at home and raised us. My dad worked. Yeah. Yeah. But are they, is your dad creative, or it's mostly from your mom that you got um, your creative? No, my dad's extremely creative. He's very musical. We always had music in the house growing oh, wow. up. My uncle's a musician. My cousins are artists. Yeah. Um, my great grandmother was a uh, like a very successful pianist, so like music was always in around in the household. Yeah. Um, and I like was a skater, like a figure skater. So it's just like something I, I guess was like, just like implanted in me. Yeah. Um, did yeah. you do a music uh, instrument early on? No, actually, I never did an instrument. I mean, I did a little bit of bass in high school. Yeah. Um, I played the recorder and I did the <laughs> ukulele, yeah. but I can't reach it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, no, I never really did. Like now I'm kind of learning piano a little bit yeah. via YouTube, oh, but wow. it's always just been like feeling and just trial and error like, yeah. through DJ sessions and um, YouTube. YouTube is like really what helped me get to where I am yeah. right now and just like pure like, in, like feeling. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What kind of music did your parents play in the house? Um, like James Brown, Led Zeppelin, uh, like the Fijis, like they, they, it, it was very broad. Like my mom's like Greek, so she would play like culture, Oh. culture music, uh, you Wait, know, like. Do you still have family in Greece? Or? Yes, oh, I wow. do, Macedonia. So like oh. real Greek people would be like, you're not actually Greek because yeah. we're in Macedonia, but I just like to say I'm Greek. Yeah. But I'm like. You still visit family there? I haven't been there yet. Oh, no, my, my yeah. mom would love to go back. I'm sure, you know, when, when the stars align, I'd go back. Yeah. Well, I've never gone, so <laughs> I'd like to go back to a place I've never been. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah. 
How do you describe yourself back then growing up, like teenage years? Um, okay, that's a great question. Um, I was that girl in high school. I was kind of like the class clown, like always like bubbly and light mm -hmm. and fun. Um, I hardly went to high school oh. because I skated and I didn't really oh. care to be at school. Yeah. I liked gym, I liked art, and I liked cooking. And that's about it. I yeah. mean, biology was kind of fun too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of that easy peasy girl that wasn't really at school, not because she was doing drugs and drinking. It was because I was at like at the rink skating. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just like that easygoing girl, mm -hmm. and I've changed quite a bit since high school, like completely. Wow. Yeah. So your favorite subjects were just like art and stuff? Yeah, things that I could be creative and things that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I really liked biology too. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was not big into math. I just never was very interested in it. Mm -hmm. The things I'm interested in, I, <laughs> what's up? It's a sidewalk pops. Um, the things I was interested in, I was good at and I'd actually go for. Mm -hmm. But the things that I did not see me feeling I would not do and I live my life like that if I'm yeah. not feeling it I mean I'll do it I worked at Rona to pay for my skating Rona's this like hardware store oh my God. I sold two by fours to pay for my figure skating like I'll do shit yeah. that I don't like to do the things I like mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah and at what age did you start figure skating mm -hmm. I started skating at like eight wow. pretty old I mean most kids if you're gonna be doing those triple triple toe loops at 12 you gotta start when you're like three or four Whoa. so I did start late but again it was through love like I found it myself how um, do you remember how you found it or like what made you love it at the beginning too I would watch watch like Michelle Kwan and stuff on the ice and my dad took me to public sessions like all the time oh so then I just like once we moved out to Vancouver area the island um, I started going to lessons and I was good you know, yeah. like I was good at it and I just like pursued it and then it turned out to be everything that I yeah. did till I was about 18. Damn. So how often do you train like per week? Um, every single day. Uh, wow. Saturdays and Sundays would be off but I'd be at the gym for like two hours. Um, some days, like I remember Thursdays I'd go skate. I'd wake up before high school and go skate from like 6.30 to 8 in the morning. I'd go to high school and get off. And then I'd skate from 3.30 to 6.30 p.m. And then I'd go to the gym for an hour. Like that's the, crazy. And I loved it. Yeah, it is crazy. I so don't you were always like it. super athletic. I was very athletic, wow. yes. I loved And you know, I was thinking like when I started realizing, you know, I could only get so far in skating with everything that was going down. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was going to be like a coach or a nutritionist or, you know, something like that. Oh. Because I'm interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't have enough time in my day at this moment, you know, to pursue everything that I love. It's all music right now. Mm -hmm. And it has to be that way because I want to, there's many things that I want to fulfill in my life. But um, I don't know. What do you love so much about figure skating? What did I love about skating? Mm -hmm. It was um, expressing myself through music. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And how did, at what age did you start getting super competitive? Uh, 12. Oh wow. 12 is kind of when I got competitive and I was com a competitive skater till I was 18. 
and that's when I broke my ankle and had to Oh, play. so were you doing like state or like national stuff? Yeah, now it was nationals, it's national level, and like I just woke up one day and I wasn't happy. I had surgery. Um, there's like a huge plate and yeah. six pins in my ankle. Do you remember what you were doing that caused the injury? Yeah, I was working on uh, triple toe loops and I had never landed one. What is that like? I don't know. It's like, like it's a, oh, I'll just though. do one right now. <laughs> um, it's like a, you spin in the air three, oh, okay. three and a half times and then you land on one foot. Oh. And I landed on the wrong foot and I only spun around two times. Yeah. I don't know what happened that day. I was, you know, you have bad days some days and you can't let them get to you. And you know, back then I just, I remember going to the ice rink and not being not feeling okay. Something was pissing me off that day. Mm -hmm. And I kept jumping and I kept falling and I just kept going. Yeah. You know, and that day really taught me a lot in life. It's like all this bullshit we need to drop and just, you know, really, because we can hurt ourselves. Our lives, my life drastically changed after that. I'm grateful for that fall. It taught me a lot. Yeah. It's brought me here, but I mean, I was like, I was suicidal in the hospital bed when they told me I couldn't skate again. It's all I knew, you know, think about it. It's like, it's like, like someone chopping my ears off right now. I don't know what the fuck I'd do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd probably still try to make music, obviously. Yeah, do you think you were gonna compete to like, uh, like Olympic level or? No, there's no way. You know, that's yeah. the thing. It, the, I was not landing triples consistently enough mm. to do that. And it, the sport, as much as you'd like to think it's artsy, it's yeah. not, it's technical. Right. And that's why I like making music because mm -hmm. I'm not technical. Mm -hmm. It's all feeling. And like yeah. I finally, I'm so grateful I fucked my ankle up because if I did not do that, like I would not even know what really living life is. Like right now I'm really living. There is no judgment. There, Like I can have tattoos, I can say what I want. You know, I don't care if people like me or don't like like me or don't like me, you know, obviously I want you to like me. <laughs> but like back then I was this girl like, you know, uptight, really on edge with what people would think and say about me and like now like following something that I truly love and like, you know, getting hit on a wall over and over and over again, getting told no, you know, being in a, this real world that I actually know is right. Like when I walk, mm -hmm. Now, I know what I'm doing is like what I'm meant to be doing. It's very yeah. weird. Other than like saying, do you think you had like a different career in mind, like with college or? No, there was nothing. I mean, I had no idea what I was going to do when skating ended. Like, mm -hmm. I was like working full time at this company, making really good money with the, the Bell M Mobility. It's a phone company in Canada. Oh, okay. Um, so when I quit, what I were you doing for them? I worked as a retention agent. Mm -hmm. So what that is, is like you're saving customers from leaving Bell. And I gotta say like Bell, oh, it was an awful job. I'm very <laughs> good at sales, I found mm -hmm. out. Yeah. I was one of the number one people of keeping customers. I was very yeah, good at the job. That's impressive. Yes, wow. but I do not like playing. And I started feeling like I didn't believe in the morals of the company. You know, I'm on the phone with someone who's literally like so sick, she can't pay her oh, phone bill and I can't do nothing. Yeah. And I ended up walking out in, uh, I saved a couple thousand dollars and I remember I was going to go to Australia. Yeah, to travel and everything, yeah. right? Yeah, How yeah. old were you? Uh, I think 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 19. And um, 
my friend, my really good, beautiful friend, he, uh, we had been friends for a, a very long time. He's like, you need to come to the, a music festival. And I was like, no, I gotta save my money. Like, I'm going to Australia. Yeah. No idea what I was doing, just gonna go yeah. travel. But why Australia? It's hot and it rains all the time in Canada and Vancouver. I just wanted to get out and yeah. just, you know, live life free, man. That's what my, my vision was, just to go and mm -hmm. chill or What did something. your parents think of the whole thing? They were really upset. Yeah, they, they wanted were, you to go to college? Yeah, well, I, they were upset that I had just given up skating they were, and they were worried. They're like, what is she doing? Why? That's kind of interesting. I feel like parents like don't want your kids to like into like above 20s to continue skating but why were they like so attached to skating i think it's because i was so good at it and it mm. was all i ever did yeah. i'd miss parties i'd you know no dating i just was so obsessed with it wow. and then one day i woke up and i said i'm gonna quit to my parents they were devastated they're like well what is she gonna do now that's you know crazy. i never concentrated in school yeah didn't want to but i and i was not scared Ever, because I never sat on the couch and smoked weed and did nothing about it. I, by the way, I'm not tra trash talking weed. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's I love like I smoke weed. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying I didn't like lay on the couch for six months and just eat potato chips and drink beer and not mm -hmm. do anything. I didn't know what I was doing, but I still did things and it led me here. You know. Yeah. So like, whenever people ask me like, how did you find out music was right for you? It's like. For a long time, I didn't know what I, well, for like a year between skating and this, I did mm -hmm. not know what I was going to do, and that's okay. But take initi like initiative action and in finding it, whether that be travel, go meet people, just get out of your fucking house, you know? Yeah. Go read a book, go learn, you know? So, like, that's kind of what I did, and I ended up going to that festival, and that festival changed my whole life. Yeah. You know, it was like, and, it, you know, it's so cliche, but, like, that festival changed my whole life and I remember going there and finally feeling accepted and so confident in my skin and bones. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I need to find out how I can provide this feeling to people, you know, for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So I came back home. I spent all of, all of the money I had in my bank account, <laughs> quit my job, and I learned how to DJ first on this little controller board. Yeah. Um, and then I played some shows and I was like, hey, I need this bigger. And then I got Ableton. <clears throat> I did not know what I was doing at all. And it was the most frustrating feeling in the world, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because you want to you be able to make music, but you just don't even understand music. So like, how can you write it? It's like swimming. You're trying to swim and yeah. you just keep drowning. Mm. Learning a new language is what yeah. producing music was to me. Oh. Totally, like learning, like, I don't know, you know? So I just kept watching videos yeah. and I just forced myself. People say don't force yourself in the creative process, but <laughs> I did everything did. against, people told me do this, do that, do this, and I did not listen. Yeah. I did have no balance. I didn't see family, I didn't see friends for a year, and I locked wow. myself in that room and I learned how to make beats. Were you still living with your parents? Yes, I or? still live with my parents. Yeah. Yeah, I live in their basement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I live in their basement and I'm touring DJ. 24. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be moving out though. Yeah. 2018 is the year, so <laughs> I'm you, excited. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh. I love my parents though. They're so they're so fucking supportive. They sound so supportive. Yeah, they're wow. awesome. I love my parents. 
How did you realize that you wanted to produce? I feel like a lot of people, if you like started DJing, you would go down that path and then realize, but super early on you realized that you needed to produce. I didn't want to stay in my hometown forever. I come from a town of 70,000 people and it's a beautiful town. There's some beautiful people. Um, a lot of people, they have a very relaxing, nice life and they, they go to their job, they come home to their families and you know, it, it's it's every day. They go on their two vacations a year and mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I was never normal, you know, even when I was a kid, I was just not like everyone. Like everyone would be on this end and I'd be on that end. Um, and I never like despised anyone. I loved everyone and I hope, you know, I, I would like to think people like me too, mm -hmm. but I didn't think like them. Yeah. It was always a little bit off and I always felt like I never fit in properly. Like yeah. I was like, like, how can they just like go to work every day and then just like come home and like eat dinner and do it again and again and again and again and then go to Mexico for a week? Yeah. And they think that's exciting and like I don't. I'm not living if I'm like that. And I love being uncomfortable and I yeah. love like almost suffering for things. I'm very melancholy. Mm -hmm. I love listening to sad music and like feeling like shit. <laughs> I'm really weird, you know? Like I come off as a really happy person, but I love feeling lots of like just feeling emotion. Yeah. I realized it like very soon in my career, like my my start of my career. Um probably like my third show. If you scroll back to my Instagram, mm -hmm. you can see like my very first post, I think, or the second post, yeah. is of the day that I bought Ableton and, and had it on oh, my computer. Wow. And that's when I started. Yeah. So I knew very, very, I just knew that that was the only way. Being a DJ at this point in time, unless you're like a track or like, yeah. you know, it's like, also, as much as, like, I love DJing and creating sets, it's so important to me. But, like, ha truly making your own song mm -hmm. that someone can listen to anywhere in the world, in their car, in the water, like, in their bed or whatever, <laughs> like, that's dope. Yeah. They're really feeling what's inside of my soul. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And I wanted to do that. Yeah. You know? And your name, was that you came oh, up with? Oh, my name. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yes, the whipped cream. Um, so, four years ago, there were no food DJs. Yeah. No marshmallow, no slushy, no whatever. Mm -hmm. And I wanted something that people remembered. It was back in the EDM era. Like, four years ago was, like, EDM. Like, I remember going to EDC five years ago. And there was hardly any bass music. It was all... EDM, like yeah. boom, boom, boom. I remember watching Diplo and be like, yes, you know, because, and he was on the side stage, mm -hmm. you know? So like bass music has evolved so much. So like back then you needed a fucking name mm -hmm. that people were gonna remember. And I wanted to go with Caroline, Yeah. but here's the issue. It's like, there are 18 million songs with the word Caroline. How about with your last name though? Cecil, everyone called me that in high school yeah. and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't like it, you know, I have a mm -hmm. really, kind of like Hollywood weird ugly middle name it's my middle name is Foxworth so I was thinking cool. maybe to use that but I hate it so I couldn't use it um so yeah I w I'm very insane and like overthinking when it comes to anything to do with this project mm -hmm. so um I thought about it religiously for like weeks of what I was going to name myself yeah and I woke up one morning and this word came to me and I was like shit like this is like really smart like I don't even have to brand it like that but it's a name people are gonna remember 
Yeah. Everyone likes whipped cream. I mean, most people like it, and it, it's mm -hmm. fun. And it's 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 fun. It's kind of like G. It's got this like I don't know. It just has this ring. I have the blonde hair. I thought it, you know, I thought it would be really great to use as a name people would remember. Yeah. Um, and it, at first, everyone loved it. Like, I think they still like it kind of, but. I'm starting to notice, you know, when people haven't heard of me and they hear that I'm coming to their town, yeah. whipped cream, they're like, oh, like not another food DJ, you know? Oh. And here's what I'm here to tell them is, I'm a walking controversy. Mm. <laughs> and that's exactly like, I don't need any explanations. That's my name. I, I'm not shooting whipped cream out of my titties. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's about the music and I have this stage name and it is yeah. what it is. I'm not gonna wear a head, and no disrespect to anyone. Yeah, it's just like don't take my name. Well, take it however you want. I don't give a fuck. You yeah. know, um, it's just who I am, and I'm not gonna change it. You mm -hmm. know. How do you think you've progressed from like those early days? Like, cause you didn't really know anyone yep. from like the SoundCloud scene or anything. Yeah. So how did you even like initially get her name out there? Yeah. Well, the cool thing is I always listened to electronic music even growing up. Like, so. When I started getting into SoundCloud, and like it's funny, like all these people that I'm friends with now, like I was like fangirls over them like five years ago. I seen comments like Bauer, of right? Bauer, and I seen comments from me uh, commenting on a Cali shit from like five years ago or some shit, and I'm like, oh my god, Nathan, just go look at those comments. But they're just like they're just like, oh my god, this is so sick. Like, and that's cool, and I still do that. I've like commented like five thousand comments on tracks mm -hmm. so like I really like music I'm obsessed yeah. that's what I tell people I'm like I'm not talented <laughs> I'm just like extremely obsessed so I think what really helped me get my name out was my live show first of all it's very special and it's not just like a DJ set it's like I don't know you just have to go and experience one I think um, my live show is really what kept bringing me yeah. to the next level whether it and I would pick and choose my gigs I don't care if you know at the you know when I first started I'd be making 50 bucks and if someone offered me 200 but I didn't feel that the gig was right I wouldn't take it oh you know and even now it's like if someone's gonna offer me like a $5,000 gig but I don't feel like it's right the, you know the energy is not gonna be right the people it's all about the people and it's all about the show Mm. And I want the energy to be right and if I don't feel like it, I will not do yeah. it because money means nothing to me I come from no money. This isn't about the money. It's about changing lives So like my live show is what brought me to the next level, but um production rise and like SoundCloud and shit It was doing edits like at the time shit wasn't getting pulled from SoundCloud So I was very blessed and very grateful. I did this remix of Ella Ari mm -hmm. Called close off and what I, year was that? first year I started, like mm -hmm. 2013, 2014. And if you go on YouTube, it was on my SoundCloud. I ended up getting a copyright strike, my only one, because I stopped doing that shit. Yeah. Almost hit one mil on my SoundCloud, but on YouTube, it's like at 20 million or some shit right now. Damn. Um, but that's, I knew nothing. I did not know what I was fucking doing. Yeah. I took the song, I sped it up, and I made it a club remix. People liked it, yeah. you know? And I, it just goes to show, like, if you have feeling and like you believe hard enough and you work and you don't even know what you're you're doing if it's through feeling and it feels right and it sounds right i mean 
I have no explanation on, on how I made that truck because I had no idea what I was doing. And look how many plays it got. So I always want to tell people, it's like when they ask me like, oh, well, I didn't go to Icon or like, I didn't have money to go to Icon, Yeah. you know? I didn't have that privilege. And, and those Icon producers, yeah, they're fucking way more technically talented than mm. me, you know? It's all, and you know what? You see people from Icon graduate and like, look at Jaws, amazing artists. Yeah. You know, traveling the world. But you see some people that graduate from schools, what, what do they do after? Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's, it's hard work and passion and love that's gonna get you to where you wanna go and sacrifice. And if you don't sacrifice, then you're not gonna move. Yeah. Actually about that and like persistence, do you think you got that like characteristic from her parents? You know what? <laughs> it's interesting because I'm very similar to my parents in some ways. Mm -hmm. You know, my father, my father is the most amazing man I've ever met. My mother is the most, yeah. has the most loving nature about her. She just loves so deeply and, and purely. And my father knows everything about anything. Like he's just, he's a fucking brilliant man. So funny. Yeah. So like about people and he raised me to like live life for other people. That's what my dad did mm -hmm. The persistence vibe though like really going for one thing. I don't know where I got it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just been launched in me And I, I often wonder about it and maybe it's something Psychological like launched in me like never feeling good enough, you know mm -hmm. something like deep down I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but it's always been in me like if I love something a lot it's, it's gonna go and I'm gonna give it my all I've never loved anything more than I love music Wow. like so I just I just follow it and I don't really <laughs> People like ask me like like how to do this and that and I'm like don't listen to what I have to say Because I went against the fucking book Mm -hmm. So many people told me wait my time. It's not your turn like you should not do this right now And I was like, I'm gonna do what I feel. Yeah, I still listen But I am stubborn mm -hmm. and I feel like I know some things mm -hmm. But I still I don't know I sound psycho don't I? No, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know It's just a feeling that I've always never questioned without sounding like cocky music is something I've never questioned I know like it's my purpose in life and I broke my ankle that day for a reason. Yeah. Because I'd still be skating. I'd be coaching and miserable probably. Oh, true. Yeah. I wouldn't have stopped because I'm stubborn. Yeah. I don't stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm stubborn as hell. I'm Capricorn. <laughs> are you a Capricorn? Yeah. Oh, shit, girl. I love Capricorns. Capricorns are my best friends. Pisces are my lovers. <laughs> don't, don't hang out with Pisces. You can't do that. And then what do you say is from those original songs that are able to get your, like, first gigs and then like play festivals? Yes, as soon as I wrote Suffocate last year, like literally last October is when I really dialed in my sound. Last October, yeah. one year ago, everything changed. I got a fucking amazing agent. Both my agents are awesome. Spin Agency, I love Spin Agency. Um, and then from there on things just started to go, 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 go. Uh, and then I signed with management like two months ago and it just feels like everything is just so right right now and and I'm just overly grateful I, my team is just so perfect for me and I'm so glad I waited you know I had a, many amazing people come and try to you know work with me yeah and I never felt like uh, I love them all and I'm grateful for them reaching out but I just I was so precise in particular with what I wanted and I needed someone 
who believed in my vision as much as I did and seen it even further than I did. And the team I'm wow. with right now, I'm like so fucking grateful for them. Yeah. It's been since I've signed with both of my agents and managers, we were just like, we are like the eight team. Yeah. And I needed the team because in order for this to get global, I need them. Mm -hmm. and and we work as a team and a family and we're gonna come up together yeah oh <laughs> yeah God, I love that. yeah how do you think you've grown as a person since your teenage years I like <laughs> it's like from 19 to like now I'm 24 it's like night and day you know all of the suffering all of the being alone and like working really hard oh and please don't take this the wrong way of me suffering this is an awful job no it's not like that but for the first two years when no one knew what I was doing in my room yeah. and people were talking like where's our friend Caroline why isn't she at the party at the family function like what's Caroline doing mm -hmm. you know oh she's gonna be a famous DJ like that's the shit you know it's like yeah. they like I'm not famous you know I didn't do it for the fame <clears throat> and I'm not you know but People didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I knew, and I suffered, because I did not know how to make music, and I did. I locked myself away from everyone. And I think that's suffering when you don't have any human interaction, yeah. and you're really trying to fight for something. And the odds are against you in every single way. Four years ago, there were hardly any women DJs, producers. You know, like, now it's, it's beautiful because I, so beautiful because there's so many more women in this industry whether mm -hmm. they're they're interviewing or managing or making the music DJing whatever I think it's a lot don't get me wrong it's not easy but it's a lot easier than it was four years ago mm -hmm. um, yeah. but yeah I've changed like from going to school because I was a yes man yeah and I did things easy to going to doing something that I love wholeheartedly and working hard and having failures and successes to having people just randomly message and be like, why are you jumping on stage? Like, mm -hmm. what? Like, you're not actually producing your music. Like, who is this yeah. hoe? To like, ridiculous. <laughs> we love you. Like, thank you yeah. so much for coming out. Like, it's completely changed my life because I never had one like person like dislike me like in real li life like how I do have it now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's made me stronger. At first I'd fucking cry my eyes out and be like, yeah. why the fuck would this person say this shit? But like now it's like I'm strong and it's like you're gonna have haters and lovers and like the love that Whipped Cream Project has received, it, it like gives me chills and it outweighs any hatred. Mm -hmm. And it's made me stronger. It, you know, the people that have come to shows, to music, you know, hit me up on Twitter, me, message me like, you are my life, so please know that, you are. And and you've made me strong, and you've made me who I am. The people have made me who I am yeah. today. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh wow, that's a phenomenal, that's, sorry, that's a phenomenal <laughs> question. I want to be remembered for being, being real, and I want to be remembered for changing changing minds mm -hmm. um, I, I don't really want to be remembered I want people when I'm dead and gone like long years from now it's like when they turn my music on or watch a video or whatever it's just like it inspires them to go follow something they love 
and like not take no for an answer because I'm a girl from a 70,000 person town. I have no fucking money. I'm a girl in a male dominant industry and I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And if I can do it and I'm not smart and I'm not talented, if I can do it, you can do it. And that's what I want them to be. Oh, that's why, that's what I want yeah. people to remember. That's perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for having me. Oh. Thank you for having me. Oh. <laughs>